Hey everybody, Bill Snyder here, founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry and host of Young Catholics Respond. And yesterday on Young Catholics Respond, on the episode of David and Goliath, I made reference to a document that I sent my grandmother, a Word document that I sent my grandmother that was a presentation that I gave in 2011 on the Solemnity of the Most Sacred Body and Precious Blood of Jesus, um, the Corpus Christi Feast Day in 2011, that happened to be June 26th, and I was doing a Eucharistic evening of worship, and I sent her this text, I guess to run it by her and um, let her read what I had written for this presentation that I was going to be giving as part of Eucharistic Adoration, and she kept it in a folder. And when she recently passed away, um, each of her grandchildren had a folder of items that she kept, birthday cards and stuff that we had sent her, and this was in the folder. And I was kind of surprised and blown away because I had uh, forgotten about it. But it's so relevant for what we are going through in our time right now, that I know it's not Corpus Christi right now, uh, that, that, feast is, that feast has passed uh, last month, but I felt that this was such a relevant work for what we're going through right now that I wanted to read it and I wanted to share it with, with you in its entirety. I know I referenced it yesterday on Young Catholics Respond, but I thought that I would read it in its entirety um, on this podcast so that um, it just has a place in the uh, in our podcast feeds. And I hope that it uplifts you. Know that it was written, again, uh, for a Eucharistic evening of worship in 2011 on uh, June 26th, which was the Solemnity of the Most Sacred Body and Precious Blood of Jesus, uh, also known as Corpus Christi. So, um, I entitled it Reflection on David and Goliath. Here's what it says. Tonight, as we gather to worship the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, this feast of Christ's body and blood in the Church deserves great attention. Corpus Christi is the cornerstone of Catholicism. I say it quite often, the Eucharist is the source and summit, or should be, of a Catholic's faith life. This is not a joke, a gimmick, or a game. It is the essence of our belief. It is for good reason that our Church sets apart a day for us to exclusively reflect on the Eucharistic presence of our Lord. Tonight, I choose the very familiar story of David and Goliath to reflect upon. On the surface, it might look like an odd choice of Scripture for Corpus Christi Sunday. However, when the light of the monstrance shines upon its pages, the story is illuminated in a unique way. In today's society, living Catholicism is difficult. The mainstream media misrepresents our beliefs. Secular social organizations and special interest groups are eliminating the gospel from their mission statements. More and more, we are encouraged to treat our physical and emotional problems with medicine, psychiatrists, and doctors before we entrust our lives to the divine physician, 
I don't say this to trivialize the importance of modern medicine or the importance of social organizations and special interest groups in society, but rather to illustrate that choosing to make God a part of your daily life has become taboo in society. When we do speak up, stand up, and shout, I'm Catholic and proud to be one, most of the time, somebody says, would you look at that weirdo? Sit down, pal. You're out of line. It's pretty clear that society, like Goliath, shouts, your faith is worthless unless you can defeat me. When our faith is mocked and we are insulted, most of us crawl under a rock and wait for the yelling to stop. Think about this for a second. Consider the numerous people who did not challenge Goliath. The Bible says, When Saul and all Israel heard this challenge, they were stunned and terrified. Does that describe the church today, stunned and terrified? I think it does. We have come to realize now, perhaps more than ever, that the church is not perfect because the church is made up of a bunch of sinners and hypocrites. We know that we as church are weak and vulnerable to the Goliaths of the world. We are so terrified and stunned that we don't respond because we feel inadequate to be fighting on the front battle lines of our faith. We give excuses like, I am too young, I am too busy, I don't have enough experience. So we remain too terrified by the events that surround us, and never take action. But this is why the example of David in this story is so important. You see, this young shepherd boy from Bethlehem possessed something that no one else possessed. Confidence in the living God. And this confidence gave all Israel hope. At first, some were shocked and said, this might cost you your life. David's response was, I know that, but the living God is with me. It is he that will free us from our oppressor. Then some tried to give the young man their advice and protection, dressing him in earthly armor. It didn't fit, and he took it off. So he picked up his shepherd's staff put five smooth stones and a sling in his pocket, and went off to the battle. Arriving at the showdown, insults were shouted in his direction, and without hesitation, David witnessed to the truth living inside of him and rushed full speed ahead against his enemy. Taking one stone, and only one stone from his pocket, he dropped Goliath. The stone was just the right size to put the giant on the ground. This story is not just some fable or fantasy story. Its pages are prophetic, foreshadowing the Almighty One's incarnation, power, and most importantly, His sacrifice, which remains with us in the Eucharist today. The Good Shepherd laid in a manger in a small stable in Bethlehem and stripped himself of his heavenly armor. Lepers, high priests, and apostles alike were shocked as he testified to the truth. Some of them said to him, This might cost you your life. His response was, 
I know that. I am the living God, and I have come to free you from the oppressor. So as he walked the road to Calvary and hung upon the cross, he was inflicted with five major wounds. But he continued full speed ahead against the enemy. The one whip with the flagellum, the one shove from the soldier, the one angry jeer from the spectator, or the one hammer smash in the wrists he took for you was just the right size to put your giant sin on the ground. The redemptive actions of Christ, which bring salvation to us, are present in his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist today. The Catechism of the Church states the inexhaustible richness of the sacrament is expressed in the different names we give it. Each name evokes a certain aspect of it. One of the names, it is called, is the Holy Sacrifice. And the Catechism says this about that name. It is called the Holy Sacrifice because it makes present the one sacrifice of Christ and includes the Church's offering. The God that eradicated the sin of the entire world through His sacrifice is powerfully present and accessible to us in the frequent reception of and fervent prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. St. Augustine says, Become what you receive in the Eucharist. We receive Christ's body, so therefore we become Christ's body. If we desire this transformation, and we should desire it, then along with the divine power, wisdom, and strength to put the giants of our personal sins and societal injustices on the ground comes at great sacrifice. We will be called to embrace a spirit of service, lay down our lives for our friends, give up everything to become Christ to others. This is the mystery in which we participate tonight in humble adoration before the Eucharist and at every Mass throughout the world. Each time we come to receive Christ in the Eucharist or spend time with Him in adoration, we grow closer in union with the great God of love and mercy and possess the power of a small rejected stone that was just the right size to become the cornerstone of our Catholic faith.